Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in today. This is series 11, um, where I just, I, in full honesty, I just recorded um, episode 90 and I was like, man, this went pretty well. Let's do uh, episode 92. So this is episode 92 of series 11. Um, and I hadn't done anything like this since my first episode where I shared with you why I started the podcast, a bit about my snowboard career, but this is a this is an in-depth 10-episode series with with me, with me and ChatGPT. Um, this series is an interview um, where I've asked ChatGPT to ask the questions. Now, if you're not familiar with this AI, artificial intelligence, then uh, let me know. Let me, let me, let me tell you what it's a little bit about of it. Um, you can ask questions and it answers them. Um, so I've asked ChatGPT to interview me um, to provide more insights into my life, career, and experiences. Now, I just found out that Chat, what ChatGPT stands for, Chat Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Very exciting. Um, this is episode 91. I don't know, guys. I'm really just getting to know technology now. So thank you and you're welcome. I'm not sure. <laughs> thank you so much for dropping on episode 91. This one is about mentorship and influence. Now, in the if you didn't listen to episode 90, I did do a rapid fire and I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to do them on everyone because they kind of are, they take a lot of time, but <laughs> I just put in the the chat GPT being like, just give me some new fun ones. And it, it didn't fail. So here we go. 10 rapid fire questions. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get sick of these or not, or if you are, but here we go. They're all different as far as they've told me. I haven't not read these. I just <laughs> copy and pasted. Um, number one, desert island books. If you were stranded on a desert island and could bring only three books, what would they be? Oh, do we have to be specific? I don't know if we have – well, I'm way into romance novels right now, so one of them would definitely be a saucy romance novel. Um, What is a book that you wouldn't get sick of? What if you – what if what if there was like – I don't know if this is even a thing because it would be too big, but like all of the Harry Potter books put into one? One big book? Is that cheating? That's probably cheating. Um, and then, okay, so those are fun books. And then I would want all of the um, encyclopedias so that I could help learn. I want all the encyclopedias put together. I know that's not really a thing because we have Wikipedia, but like all of those put together so that I could survive on said desert island. Bam! Because then I'd know what I could eat, what I couldn't eat, all of those fun things. Yeah, I did that. Okay. I'm just combining like 50 books into one, not even able to lift it. I would be in one spot the whole time on the island. Uh, number two, animal sidekick. It could have any animal as a loyal sidekick. <laughs> Which animal would you choose? I don't know why in my head it just went straight to a donkey because I am currently petrified of donkeys. I was jogging around in Spain um, 
a fair few years ago. I think it was like 2014 when I, no, I don't know when it was years ago. And I went on a jog tour on my own and bumped into two donkeys and they were mean. <laughs> I don't want a donkey. I think I'm thinking of like the donkey from Shrek or something like something super fun. Um, I grew up with pugs, so I do love little puggy wuggies. Don't hate. Don't hate on the pugs team. Um, I have to go with my first instincts. It was a donkey. It seems so weird. Anyways, uh, number three, time of day. Are you a morning person or a night owl? This is what I ask people normally. And my answer is I'm a night owl, but I'd love to be a morning person. That'd be great. Just get things done. It's currently 529 on a Saturday, October 28th, 2023. And uh, I'm recording. I am, I'm kind of a night owl. I mean, it's not very late, but I'm not doing this in the morning. Um, okay. Number four, al- alternate career. If you weren't in your current profession, what other career would you love to pursue? Okay. I like this question because if I had not become a snowboarder, and I'm not saying that's my career right now, but if I hadn't done that, I, I feel like I would be in the army. I don't think I would have done well, but I think like, that's like all I remember from high school is going to like, you know, when you go in high school and you like, <laughs> they all come talk to you, like all the schools and everything and the army's there. I'm like, this, this seems, this seems legit. I don't, <laughs> had I followed through, where would I be now? I don't know. Let's go to something a little lighter. Number five, karaoke song. What's your go-to karaoke song when you hit the stage? I, um, <laughs> is this embarrassing? I mean, the the first one that comes to mind is any song by Meatloaf, even though they're so long. Um, but yeah, I grew up on Meatloaf. Thank you, mom and dad. Uh, love that. Love that. I would sing that um, with in a duet with someone so that we both sound awful. I have also been told by my father that I'm tone deaf. So much love, much love. You do not want to hear me sing. Number six, dream vehicle. If you could own any car in the world, what would it be? Okay. I was interviewed by the North Shore or like the Vancouver Sun once and and they asked me this and I said a Mercedes G-Wagon. I've now heard that they're not that comfortable but I still think they look cool and they're so expensive. It's ridiculous. But really, maybe I would have a Defender because those are pretty sweet and comfortable. Okay, that's my dream vehicle. Moving on. I don't want to get speeding tickets. Uh, Number seven, favorite season. Which season do you enjoy most and why? See, that's like a normal question. Mine are like, you have to choose. (laughs) When I interview guests, you have to choose between winter and summer. What do you choose? Favorite season. (laughs) Chat GPT is very very nice. Um, I hate to say this, team. Don't get mad because I spent a lot of my life more than half my life in snow. I like summer. I like golf and I like summer, but I freaking love winter too. So I'm going to pull a Robin Van Jin and say summer and winter. You can't say, you can't say just one. Number eight, fictional character alignment. (laughs) 
Now I know what it feels like to be like a guest on the other end. Which fictional character do you feel most aligned with in terms of personality or values? So when you're asked about fictional characters to think about one, you don't think of any. That's what's happening in my brain right now. Fictional character that I align with. (sighs) My personality Shoot. You know, you know what's bad is the first one that came to my head and I didn't really want to share it with, but I will because I'm too honest. <laughs> um, the freaking girl from Legally Blonde, um, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't think we have the same personality, but we might have the same values. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what about the girl from Blue Crush? Yeah. She does love her family. I love my family. She is a hard worker for what she wants. That seems better (laughs) than uh, Legally Blonde, just saying. Okay. Uh, Dream adventure. If you could go on an adventure anywhere in the world, what type of adventure would it be? Uh, I don't like hiking, and that was like what I was going to say. I want to hike in Jordan. I do. I want to go to Jordan. (laughs) I want to see that. Um... I guess it would be like exploring with minimal hiking, but I do like walking. So maybe like a walking tour. I just, I just, I'm not much of a biker. I'm not like, it does get you there faster. Oh, we would now we would just do like a jog tour, a Jordan jog tour. <laughs> How high is that there? Would I die? I don't know. Uh, okay. Number 10, guilty pleasure. What's your guilty pleasure, something you enjoy even though you know it's a bit silly or indulgent. What's my guilty pleasure? Currently romance novels. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> That's a pretty good guilty pleasure. I literally have been reading them like I started reading them beginning mid-October and I've read like now eight that's pretty – that's how exciting my nights are, team. Um, no, I, like as I said when I was talking to my mom and my dad in those episodes, like when I start a book, I want to finish a book. So I'll start a book and then I literally like will sit there for five hours and finish the book. I went to bed the other night, last night, at 2 a.m. I went to bed at 10.30 and read my book until 2 a.m. That's where I'm at. Okay, that's a rapid fire. Never rapid. Sorry, team. Mentorship and influence. The theme, role models and mentors. The questions, are we ready? Can you tell us about a specific moment or piece of advice from one of your mentors that had a profound impact on your career? Okay, yeah, I can. Um, James Jackson would come at me. He's um amazing coach. He would come at me in the, like most random times, but probably not to him when I, he knew I needed help. He was not my coach. He was a, he is a dear friend of mine. And uh and he would just come up and give me like the littlest tidbits. Like like you're you're taking off too early. In the half pipe. I mean, that is the smallest thing that I could not personally see, but he could see me doing it over and over again. And did it have a profound impact on my career? Yes, it did. Because then I was able to go bigger and do more tricks. And I 
always trusted him and took every little bit of advice from him that I could. So that was a specific moment. i pretty sure he came up to me at Mount Hood and told me that, and I love him. Number two, in the world, these are not numbered. These are just questions from ChatGPT. In the world of snowboarding, who do you consider as your biggest role model and what qualities or achievements make them stand out to you? I don't think I could pick out one person because there's just so many people, like all my teammates, um, like everyone that took the time to help me when I was just this solo Canadian in the States being like, I'm going to snowboard. That's all I want to do. And that's all I care about. So like, I mean, I could say my whole mammoth crew, like the whole hood crew, like there's too many. There's not one. There's never just one. Come on. I mean, tell me, you tell me if there's one. I don't think, no, not for me, for me, maybe for you, but I don't know. Um, How do you think mentorship differs in individual sports like snowboarding compared to team sports? And how has it affected your journey? It definitely differs. I'm not a team sport person. I don't think that one – it's very challenging for one person, one coach, one mentor to work for a whole team. So I'm lucky that my sport's individual and – I mean, I still – went around with a team for years and didn't always agree with the coaches, but that there there's trust that you need to build. And when I think when you have a mentor, there's, there is a trust that's already um, built in there um, mostly because they've like been there and done that. Um, and they, they, they have the advice because they know what's up. Um, how does it differ for an individual sport? I get them all to myself, (laughs) I guess. Super selfish. That's what individual sports are about. Uh, Can you share any stories about how your mentors helped you navigate challenges or setbacks in your snowboard career? So we touched on this in um, the last episode, but what I really want to like point out is that like I didn't always have money to do what I wanted to do and – Roberta Rogers really took me under her wing and she would share her travel budget and her food with me. Like she's the most amazing human being. And, uh, I will never, ever, ever forget that. Um, definitely helped me understand a lot of things that happened in the business and, uh, navigated a lot of challenges, uh, with her and, uh, and setbacks. And she's would Dear, dear friend of mine, and I love her so. Is that weird that that I love all my mentors? I don't think so. They're all friends now. Um, Besides snowboarding, have you sought mentorship in other aspects of your life? And how has it contributed to your personal growth? It's super funny. I think of mentors now as like friends. Um, But I do remember – I remember – this is one that doesn't really fit with this question, but I remember before the 2006 Winter Olympics, we were at kind of this first Olympic lab. That's not what it's called, but it was like a get together to get you ready for going to the Olympics. And I remember Marnie McBean speaking there and having um, a huge impact on how I 
kind of saw sport and snowboarding because I'd come in uh, to sport not really understanding what I was doing in the sense of representing Canada at like World Cups and World Championships and just being Canadian because I spent so much time in the States that I that I didn't really put all that together. But having her her speak and be a mentor um, and kind of guide me through my first Winter Olympics was um, was something that did impact my personal growth as well. So uh, kudos. Thanks, Marnie. Love ya. Should probably have you on the podcast. Talked about you a lot. <laughs> Number six, mentorship can come in various forms, including informal guidance from peers or more structured coaching. Can you describe the different types of mentorship you've received and their impact? And well, now I feel like this is a test chat GPT. Thanks. Um, <laughs> different types of mentorships. I mean, gosh, they could be friendships. They could just be people you look up to, um, and them giving you advice. And I, and I appreciate that. And that's always impacted my career. I mean, um, I'm not a full trailblazer here. I just have lived and learned the lessons from others and failed a lot and everyone fails. And that's also where mentors can come in and be like, it's okay to fail. You know, how are you going to do at the next Olympics? How are you going to do it the next time you try something? Um, so yeah, there's coaches, um, there's friends, there's family, there's, I mean, I can get a mentorship from like someone way younger than me because they've gone through something like they might know chat GPT. I had to like learn about it. <laughs> like doesn't, so things like that. There's tons of mentorships out there. Um, what qualities do you look for in a mentor? And how have these qualities impacted your growth as a snowboarder? What qualities do I look for? Um, I talked about this just a couple minutes ago, but I think it's really important to touch on trust. I mean, if you don't trust someone, then how can they be your mentor? There's going to be like, cool, I'm not going to believe in what you say. I want to believe in what that person is telling me because I trust them because they know and they're well well equipped with the information at hand. Um, yeah. How did that these qualities impact your growth as a snowboarder? Well, they've made, made me a better snowboarder. I feel like I'm getting mad at ChatGPT now. I'm so sorry. But like <laughs> – crack myself up they 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 did like those little tidbits like I was saying from James and like watching other snowboarders and collaboration with snowboarders that just like and from coaches that that made me a better snowboarder I couldn't have done it on my own even though in my selfish little head I feel like I did because I was able to get contracts and support myself financially but no like this is a team effort to progress snowboarding to where it is now. I'm not saying I did that on my own. Um, can you recall a pivotal moment when a mentor's guidance helped you overcome a challenge or make a crucial decision in your career? Um, yeah. Again, I would probably go back to the Olympics and uh, I'm going to touch probably on this in a couple other episodes, um, a pivotal moment when a mentor's guidance helped you. 
I mean, did it help me? It more annoyed me. But um, Marty McBean and Rick Hansen after the 2010 Olympics came up to me and said, well, how do you think you're going to do at the next Olympics? I'd already gone to two Olympics, going to a third one. I was like, are you guys for real? Um, it, it, it did help in a crucial way for my career in the sense that I would take it one contest at a time. And if I still loved what I was doing, I would keep doing it. So that, that kind of shed light that, that people, that there was an opportunity to go to a third Olympics when not many people were doing, had done that because it was so new. Um, I think we'll see a lot more snowboarders go to three or four Olympics moving forward. Have there been any non-traditional mentors or sources of inspiration outside the snowboard world that have played a role in your journey? Heck yes. Heck yes. Oh my gosh. If I like, wow, my dad, hello, huge mentor, though he may not know it, he was. Uh, My mom, my brother, like honestly, anyone that was in my life, I'm sure they were a mentor at some point. Um, mentorship often extends beyond technical skills. How have your mentors influenced your mindset, mental strength, and attitude towards competition? Well, I did just mention my dad and I have to say that, and I've said this a million times, I think on this podcast, but I will reiterate it, that the, um, advice that he gave me about school will always be there, um, had a huge impact on my my whole career um, and my mindset. Knowing that I could go full in on snowboarding and just want to do that all year long for almost 20 years, um, knowing that I could go to school after, uh, that was a huge impact and influenced uh, my mindset on competition as well as um, just making snowboarding my whole life. Um, mental strength. I would go to my trainers. Um, sometimes I would be in the gym and I would be like, I don't think so. And then they'd be like, yes, you can. And, uh, and that definitely got me, um, to be able to take all the hits and the falls and the crashes, um, through and through. Can you share a memorable piece of wisdom or a lesson that one of your mentors imparted, which still resonates with you today? Again, that was my dad. We just touched on that. Like, game changer for me. Having them have my back and understand that sport was something I wanted to pursue, whether I knew it or not, um, that was huge, huge for me. Impacted my my whole, whole life, for sure. Um. Next one, discuss the importance of mentorship, not only in terms of skill development, but also in building a sense of camaraderie and community within the snowboarding world. Well, that is what is cool about the snowboard world is that you could be um, on the mountain right next to your idol and they could become your mentor and they could just give you a piece of advice and then there, there's that. That community of snowboarding is what really um, I love. I love. There's different parts of the community I don't love for sure, but that, like 
having a friend to try trick with and when you fail, you get back up and try again and so do they. Um, that was kind of like my whole years in Mammoth. I had so much fun down there with like friends being like at this um, little end of year competition. They'd put like super fun things up the half pipe and everyone was just having a good time. Uh, that That is, that is uh, the community of the snowboard world that I truly, truly love. Okay, a couple more here and then uh, we're done for this series, this episode, not the series. How do you balance and influence the influence of mentors with your own unique style and individually individuality as a snowboarder? How do you balance the influence? I mean, you take what you want. Isn't that the point of a mentor? Um, yeah, you 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 take what you want and and it's kind of like listening to a podcast. You're going to take what you want. You're going to hear what you hear from from that one person that you need at that specific time. If they give you more advice again and it's the same thing that they reiterated, you're going to hear something different at that time in your life. So it is what you need at that time. And I think that's how you kind of um, work with it in your unique style and individuality. Okay. Have you ever considered becoming a mentor yourself? If so, what values or insights would you pass on to the next generation of snowboarders? Okay. I got put into the role of a mentor um, at a meeting. That was the first time I was called a mentor. And it's so funny because I was like, how? I think I'd gone to two or three Olympics at that time. And I still Still was like not – I was unsure of myself, I think, and a little bit of imposter syndrome. And I was like, how am I a mentor? And I'm like mentoring like young kids as to like what they should do out of high school. And then I'm also mentoring like adults at the same time coming at my – they were coming to my table. Um, but when I got asked the questions, I was like, oh, yeah, the, do this. Like one, one girl was like, well, what should I do once I graduate? I'm like, go traveling. You're like, you're going to learn so much more and school will always be there. Thanks, dad. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if people have questions most of the time, you might have the right answer. So yeah, I, I am a mentor and what values do I, or insights would I pass on to the next generation of snowboarders? Be kind, be nice, be inclusive. Um, no one likes to be on the outside. I kind of have always learned that from when I was little. Like if I'd see someone that wasn't like in the circle, I'd be like, hey, do you want to come hang out? Because like it's freaking intimidating out there. Be kind. Be nice. Be inviting. Say hello. It's not that challenging. You're not all too cool. <laughs> okay. How do you see your role in mentorship now? What advice do you offer to younger snowboarders? I pretty much just said that. Be nice. Um, my role as a mentor now, I don't know. I don't know what what kids see from me. They might just see this girl that started a podcast. Um, no. I just hope that they see a kind, welcoming person that they can ask questions. Um, and hopefully I can give them the answers. And hopefully they trust my advice. That's That's that. Um, thank you guys so much for dropping in today. This was episode 91, Mentorship and Influence. Next 
episode, episode 92, we will be talking about training and preparation with good old chat GPT. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not hating it. They're pretty fun episodes for me. I could feel like I just keep talking all day. So hopefully you're enjoying it. And uh, thank you so much again for dropping in. Have a great day so much for dropping in today. You can find everything you want to know about dropping in with Mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks DJ Kenosis for the music and my mom for the intro voice. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.